Hey, and welcome back to the Agent Pro Podcast. This is your go-to resource. If you're a real estate agent looking to take your career and your life to the next level with some actionable ideas and expert insights. I'm Jeff Thibodeau, here with my co-host, Cameron Gray. And today we are shooting the, what is it, fifth, five of 15. Hey, after this, we're a third of the way done this series. Amazing. Uh, <laughs> that feels like a good milestone after when you set out a 15-part series to get episode five recorded. So we're making progress here, Cameron. Um, this is a playbook for real estate content creation success. Uh, we're sharing a complete step-by-step -step program here. You can take this and run with it, I promise, um, to help coach you into all the social media platforms, using them properly to grow your business through posting content, engaging content, podcasts or content. Um, we're gonna teach you everything from content creation to curation and engagement strategies and beyond, covering everything you know, we know, <laughs> hopefully you'll know it. Woo! Maybe I need another coffee this morning. Uh, to build a successful online presence and connect with your target audience. So today we're going to take a deep dive. The main focus of this 15 part series is about creating video content because it's 2023. It's like make video or don't exist, basically. Um, and also the short, quick videos in all kinds of forms. This is a video podcast. But for one episode here today, we're actually going to go off the video rail and talk about non video content. So this is everything else. Um, other than having to put your face yeah, in front of the camera, right? So let's get started. What do you think? Uh, you know, I prepped you on this topic. Uh, when when you're helping people and you're thinking about your own content, I will even say I met you because of non-video content. The first thing I saw of yours were those cool um, carousel Swipe posts, images, probably. swiping posts, right? With tips and stuff. And that's how I first came across you as a creator, Cameron. So Mm -hmm. um, when you're thinking about an agent, specifically a real estate agent's content strategy, and you've moved on from what we're going to shoot as the videographer, what else should be in the mix there? So before we're talking about what should be in the mix, I think it's important to realize that people consume content in different methods. Um, I know that the people in my family don't consume video content as much because it's just too fast in your face. They like reading. They love reading books. So you have to create content that's consumable for everybody. So I think something that's very important to be creating is a mixture of all of them. So I really like swipe posts. I think that swipe posts are probably one of the most valuable things to be posting on um, Instagram as a carousel because of the amount of time that people will be spending on that post. Like an average picture post, somebody's spending like five to 10 seconds on when they're swiping through Instagram's going to pick up that this person spending 40 seconds on that post. So there's a bit of a strategy, which we'll go into on that. But um, I really think carousels and then we should really be focused right at the start on filling the highlight section. This is something that I don't do enough. So in your stories, you should be creating picture posts about your service offerings and then saving these within your highlights. Because as soon as someone brand new is on your page, they're going to click through those highlights and they want to know what it is you offer. So being able to have a couple of words, right, um, talking about what you offer, a couple of testimonials in there to see what your past clients are like, it's going to be a very easy way for people to get to know you without even hearing or seeing you for the first time. Amazing. Yeah, I, I'm not that good at that either because you really have to step back and think about it. My wife's even better at it. She runs her pottery. She's a, she's a pottery maker and her highlights are much more informative than mine, right? She thinks that she's like, you know, I've got this type of these pots and these mugs, and this is how you order from me. And I'm like, I'm posting like, I'm always making mine and deleting them because to me, they're like mm -hmm. in the moment. I, I totally get that that's a better strategy. Um, let's talk about 
swipeable because that's a little industry speak too. So someone who has no idea what you're talking about, what are we talking about? A swipeable carousel post, like give me the one-on-one on that. So a swipeable carousel post is, it's, it's a basically, it's one post on Instagram made up of up to 10 photos. So if you've ever used Instagram before, you've probably seen one of these, but you will see the dots on the bottom of a photo post, and will, which will allow you to swipe through. Um, and you can put up to 10 like i said 1080 by 1080 photos i don't think you can do these with wide with with like the 1350 by 1080 posts but um swipeable content um i think there's a bit of a strategy to it does that kind of answer what a carousel is i don't really know how to explain more. yeah i mean it's a photo album right but it's It's basically but it's instead of putting up 10 pictures it's more like it's like if you combined a photo album and a powerpoint deck or something right yeah it's like yeah, so it's like a bunch of slides and the person has to swipe to keep reading. So you're giving just like a nugget of information on each screen or you're presenting really something, not just a dump. It's not like um, just putting your 10 house pictures up. It's like there's a logical reason to get to the next slide. You know, you kind of it's like a little story. You got to leave people hanging There's a little more on the next screen, a little more. Um, and there's a ton of strategies to get people to see that you can swipe. You can put a little icon in the corner or you can like sh- like bleed the photos over um, you can like end mid sentence, but I think I think that strategy is really amazing for a couple of reasons I've seen. Number one is time on post, right? So a single picture, you know, if it's a beautiful landscape or a picture, you might look at it. Maybe they read the caption. If they're lucky, they expand the caption and read the whole thing. Um, but if it's a swipeable post, it's like like you were saying, all that time it takes to read, and then the next one and read that. That's an algorithm hack where the more time someone is engaging with your post, and remember the platforms measure all this stuff. It does, they don't even have to like it. The fact that they're touching it and swiping it and, and it's not being scrolled past is all going, whoa, people like this, even if they're not liking and commenting. So I think that's the hidden little algorithm feature of these type of posts. And there's a little bit of a hack that I've learned by creating them just because I consume, this is one of my favorite types of content to consume. Like swipeable posts, I love learning, but I hate a ton of information. Like I've never read a book. I only listen to eBooks um, because it's just overwhelming to see paragraphs and paragraphs of, of words. So when I was doing my research and I was talking to different people who are killing it and I was just learning from them, there is something called the 770 rule. So you want to be creating your content. So it's consumable for a seven-year-old, but visually appealing and understandable for a 70-year-old. So meaning that the words that are showing up on the screen you can't have a ton of them. You got to have nice big fonts so that anybody when they're swiping by can read it right away. And you want to make it understandable and simple for a seven-year-old to understand. So when you're swiping through the posts, you don't have to do too much thinking. And if you can master that technique, you're going to get so much attention on your swipe posts. Those were actually probably the one of the biggest ways that I was growing my page with Instagram pushing, um, boosting photos again. I've been really thinking about getting back into it. We're actually bringing a graphic designer on for them because it is definitely the most powerful post to be making because there's not as much thought involved. You can follow the 770 rule, find a blog post in your industry and just dump it in there and have the visual graphics to bring it along. Yeah, I, I feel that. And it's it, they do take a little extra work. Like I, I hear you're saying, oh, I'm going to hire a graphic designer. People are like, oh, my God, what, are, what do I do here? What am I? But some people like they're taking pictures of their tweets. Um, I've done it where it's just screenshots of your actual notepad. But my secret 
weapon is Canva, right? Um, There's so many tools available on there. They're already laid out. Like you can literally grab a template you like, and then you're just cutting and pasting your text in. The fonts are already there. You don't have to overthink it. You could just be overlaying uh, a few pieces of text over your existing, you know, beautiful real estate photography. There's all kinds of ways to do it, but there is a bit of effort, obviously, um, just like making video content, but you do need some kind of tool to be able to create this stuff if you're not a graphic designer. So I've created all of my site posts in Canva. I personally did them and I'm just, the ones that I consume are a little bit more illustrative and like they have photo, like basically when you swipe, it looks seamless. So like, I just want to make sure that it's like perfect when my team does it. But a lot of people aren't using, I find the internet properly, they overstress things and they overthink things. But if you go to Canva and you use that search template feature, you can literally type in swipeable carousel posts and you're going to find templates that are working and then just use the information in there and find content that fits the same like sizing of it and break it down. So, and, and with ChatGPT, it's never been easier to repurpose old like video or written content. For sure. Or even a video you like, that's what I learned and I've, I got to do it more, but like I would come home, you know, almost any video that we create together or you create for me and ship to me, I could, take the same words out of that and turn it into a carousel post and now duplicate my content. I was doing it for my training sessions and they were doing really well, but I was almost putting too much thought into it. Right. I was putting too much. Now that I hear you with the 770 rule, I was putting like the whole blog post basically in these swipe. Too much. Nobody's wants yeah. to sit there and do it. They're on the bus. They're driving. They're, they're, they're going to Instagram for an escape. Nobody wants to go and learn. You gotta, you have to, subconsciously trick them into learning and that's one thing that swipeable posts do because it's so consumable and i know we said we weren't going to talk about video here but there's a little hack if you don't want to be making videos with those tweets those tweets are amazing you can go into canva you can literally look up tweets you don't even need to have a twitter account you can look up tweets yeah. plop your photo in there find a nice quote to put in there and then if you take your tweet you can post this as a reel. And the trick to this is if you're using a song in the background or you're using a motivational um, saying in the background, you read the caption and you read the tweet and in your head you time how long it takes you to read it and then you trim your reel to that length. And what it's going to do is it's going to make people rewatch it a couple of times because they're going to reread it, they're going to save it. And that's, that's the trick. If you find that perfect timing, your reel will boost better than a lot of your video posts actually yeah totally that's a deep uh deep trick on getting the loop going for sure um so we got swipeable infographic type stuff let's talk about a few other different types of content like the selfie's not dead or you know the family Mm -hmm. picture or you know the arm out snap like i think there's still a place for that even though we are pushing so much video 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 but i know for myself anyways when i post a casual picture of me or my family out doing something. It's one of the best performing posts I'll have all week. Um, I'm sure it's being supported by all the other engagement on the videos and that, but um, that's like, for me, that's one of the easiest things. We're still out there in the moment. Like here's my phone. (laughs) You're literally like ping post done, like no editing, no graphic design, no infographics, no thought. Um, What are your thoughts on still, you know, just sharing a photo? I think I think they're very powerful. I think as you grow, a lot less people will understand like 
and see the value in, in those posts. So like when I, when I think to, if I'm going to be posting just a photo, I have to be putting a long form written post. I think they do very, very well. Okay. I've, I've noticed it with my clients, but the way that I think about Instagram is like Instagram is your new business card. So think of your feed as something that's going to stay there forever. And then you have your Instagram stories, which deletes after 24 hours. Um, but the thing about your Instagram stories is you also have that highlights feature. So if you wanted to create a highlight feature as a photo album and you were taking different trips and family trips, you can add them into the highlight function and people are still going to be able to see this on the feed. I think that to me, it makes the feed look a little bit messier where with right on my feed, I like to keep it with um, my portfolio, what I want people to see as soon as they come on there. Obviously, I want them to see my family and I want them to see that I'm a real person. Um, but I think that in the highlight section, if those people, because I think there's a there's a limited amount of people who actually know who you are on a family level or on a personal level, those people are going to be more than happy to check it out in the highlights. And then when you post it on the story, they're going to be, have the opportunity to personally engage with you. And those personal connections are the chats that I want to have. I don't want everybody reading about a story um, that I had with a certain friend of mine, but in the DMS, we can get into a deep conversation. It's a great conversation starter. Right. I guess that goes back to last episode, a little bit about your content map, which is like, you know, the audience is really checking you out for them and to get some kind of value. Now, if you do it right, some of them are going to become fans of you and want to learn about your life mm -hmm. and want to be interested in anything you do. But the majority of people are interested in those four or five topics you're posting on. So so trying to keep the, any of those posts in context with that, not going way out in left field, um, at least not too much, right? So like um, I made a recent photo post and it was with Ryan Serhant and we did it with a massive write-up, but I knew that everybody in the real estate industry knows who Ryan Serhant is. So it was a great way and it was a great like milestone to be able to add to our page as a little bit of a hook and a little bit of a brand awareness trust hook. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, doing those collab type posts too. Same thing, I had a guest speaker in this week at our team meeting and being able to post him you know, it was just someone took it out of the audience. It wasn't professional at all. We were both making weird faces, but I just posted it and we tag each other. And not only does it connect us and collab, but it also shows that we're doing something cool. We're both speaking. It overlaps our two audiences. So I think there's there's effort there too. Let's, we're already dim. We're already at 15 minutes on this episode. I didn't think wow. this was going to be an engaging one. Let, let me pivot. <laughs> I wanted to ask you about totally non-video, totally non-visual. Is blogging, is writing articles, is this still relevant in 2023? So I think it's definitely one of the biggest pillars in your business. I think it's never been an easier time to write a blog post. And if you can be the person that does what everybody else doesn't or what, what everybody else isn't doing, you're going to be able to stand out. So the nice part about blog posts is you can be a really good writer or you can write maybe a couple of posts and run them through chat GPT. I think it's very, very valuable because Google leans on blog posts. If you have, it's all about depth. So think of your website as a library. If, if your library only had 50 books and there was another library about real estate that had 10,000 books right away, the algorithm is going to know to trust that other library a little bit more because it's got more content on one topic. So your search depth has to be huge. So I think it's a great opportunity right now if you're not very personable and you're not very confident on camera or you're not, you don't know where to go with social media, 
to dominate on the blog post industry because it's never been an easier time to create that content. I agree. I think it's not going anywhere. And the thing that's great that I find, like I, I have a personal website where I try my best to put up a lot of high quality, relevant content. Not, it's not just a place that, you know, you can link to my social media. There's different stuff there. Um, and the effect that I see is if I take some effort and I write something good, it's almost like a book. It's there forever. It has a long shelf life. It's, I wrote it once and now it's there forever and the search engines are finding it and people can come back and read it. And it's totally different than, you know, what you and I do where it's like, man, new stuff all the time. We got to keep going and going a new post, new post. It's like, I wrote this article. I'm good. Right. Um, and even our guest speaker that came in this week, he had written a book years ago. Right. And he brought a whole a copy of the book for everybody in the room. And like people are still reading this book. So, you know, people in the room had never heard of it before. And they're like, wow, this is great. And I'm like, he wrote this book years ago. So I think there's mm -hmm. still a really good place if you can write the written word, not just for SEO, but to kind of like build your like you said, your own personal legacy, your library of this is all the stuff like I've written about. And you can always go back to that and pull video ideas out of it and all kinds of, you know, other tools. Well, when, whenever you search anything, it doesn't really come up as much anymore. But the number one thing that used to come up, if you were to look a specific person, what, what would come up? Wikipedia. Wikipedia is literally just a wiki of blogs. They're open, communicated. Anybody can add to them. But I think like if you can create different Wikipedia pages all about your business and what it is you offer, you can take that content later and do whatever you want with it. Repurpose it into other things too. Totally. So make sure that you've got a well-rounded strategy. This is the 17 minutes we're spending on this topic. Coming back next episode, we're going to be getting into both of our favorite of the moment topics, which is short form vertical video. It's the beast right now. Um, and so we're going to spend a lot of the rest of this series helping you get your toe in the water of being able to create videos that work well on today's current platforms. So that's a wrap for today's Agent Pro podcast. We hope you found this informative and enjoyable and you've got some ideas from today to go make some non-video content. We want to really help you level up your social media presence, your real estate business. I'm going to get you to that next level, have some inbound business coming from these channels, not using them just as a consumer, but actually being a creator. If you have any questions about anything you heard today, feel free to reach out to us. We're both real people. We're friendly. Hey, Cameron, you're friendly. And uh, we'd love to hear from you in our DMs. Uh, just search for either of us anywhere that you consume content, Jeff Tibbet or Cameron Gray. Don't forget to tune in next week and we're diving into our first deep dive on short form vertical video. Thanks a lot, Cameron. Uh, we'll see you later. Peace.